Hello and welcome to Moose and Squirrel, but we're married. A married person podcast about watching Supernatural with your wife. A married people podcast? A married people podcast. You're a people person or are you a geese goose? <laughs> so, John. Yes. It's been a while since we recorded. Has it? Yeah, because this week's episode was pre-recorded. Oh. And our main podcast, Up To and Including Death. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant since we recorded about Supernatural. It has also been a while, I feel like. A week? A whole week. It Ooh. feels like... I don't know about being older where a week feels like it goes right away seven, and also like it's a million years. Seven days without Supernatural makes one week. <laughs> well, it's been more than seven days because this podcast is coming out late because it's supposed it's currently 7 or 6 p.m. And we like to have these come out at 8 on That's Thursdays. That's not going to happen. No, no, because the episode's long and we haven't talked for a while and hi. Yeah, well, we better hurry up and get this going, eh? Yeah, but first... <laughs> I'm very excited about this episode. Yeah. I think it's like, it's a pretty spooky episode. Oh, we like spooky. Yes. Episode 10, Asylum, written by Richard Hatem. Okay, that's a Kiss album title too, Asylum. Directed by Guy B. Original air date, 11-2205, just before Thanksgiving. Uh, and if these walls could talk, the brothers investigate a long shuttered mint... <laughs> Let me try to cut that out. Yeah. Now you know what it's like. Now that I, you've listened to my lectures uh, from the class that you're taking. Yeah. But I don't edit those. So no, I, I keep know. all that in. Yeah. Um, so if these walls could talk, the brothers investigate a long shuttered mental asylum that has the power to drive intruders mad and murderous. Wow. Yes. Now, what do you think it's going to be about? Uh, an asylum. Okay. Uh, spooky things in, in an old asylum. Excellent. They're so close. Well, spooky things in it, and what are the brothers going to do about it? They're going to save the day. Now, could you summarize the season thus far? We're on episode 9. Episode 10. Well, they're on a fruitless pursuit of their father. Yes. Who disappeared. and uh, Who we saw in the last episode. Yeah. Who just is refusing to talk to them. Yeah, and they can't sense that he's there as... <laughs> And then uh, it's Dean re-recruiting Sam into the family business. Yeah. After he, uh, his girlfriend started on fire in college. Uh, Sam's girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. Of course, Sam's girlfriend. Yes. Excellent. Well, I think that's a pretty good, uh, good thing. What do they do? They save people. They hunt things. It's the family business. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's get going with this show, huh? I'm always aggressive. We just had our first murder. Yeah, that was quick. Does this show us how far we are along? It still doesn't tell us. Uh, it doesn't seem to for DVDs. Um, I there was a quick there. Wait, was there not a um last time on Supernatural? There was. It oh, was a just pretty super long short. One. It was long. Yeah, you were like talking while it was going. Oh, on. we were talking the whole time, so I don't remember exactly what was. Do you? It was just like, uh, oh, hunting family business. Okay, so it's, basically it's, what we just it's did? It like 22 years ago, Mother on Fire. Excellent. Okay. Megan running them out of the house. We're seeing a motel that just says tell, and it's got arrows pointing down to the motel. Because otherwise you wouldn't know where it could possibly be. Whoa. Would it be up? We just had a conversation about, so, so basically what happens is two cops go into an insane asylum. That's, like, old and moldering and gross. Yeah, because there's some kids yeah. goofing around They're in there. goofing around in there. And so 
Uh, one cop goes off alone. This is, you know, I guess the normal policing procedure of just completely separating in a spooky, abandoned, like an insane asylum at night. That's what I would do. Yes. By yourself? Um, yeah, for sure. Dude, at one cop goes into a, like a biohazard facility, comes out, acting weird, and then shoots his wife in the head. Well, we saw two gunshots. Well, she was nagging a little bit. Yeah, apparently they had a fight. And he ended it he very ended swiftly. Very swiftly and effectively. But he really got through to her. Oh, caveat on that is he's almost most most likely possessed. By something. Yeah, he had a nosebleed when and he got he in the car. Creepy eyes and he wouldn't talk to anybody. Right? Yeah, yeah. So definitely bad guy. Yeah. He also bad didn't guy, have, yeah. I feel it like... It doesn't matter if he's possessed. He's already a bad guy. He I, just shot his wife in the I head. feel like he doesn't have good gun safety either because he takes his gun... I mean, obviously he's going to use it to murder his wife, but he starts doing things as if he's done them a lot. So he takes his gun out of the holster and puts it on the nightstand or puts it on the dresser. Then his change out of his pocket and his wallet and his stuff like that. And it's like, why would he leave his belt on and not lock his gun up? When David was a cop, he'd take his belt off and the gun would be locked in the belt and then he'd put the belt in the special locked closet where he kept the gun. Um, I don't know. He's he's a possessed... He's a demon or some crap. He doesn't care about gun safety. I guess not. And he did use it immediately to murder his pretty blonde wife. Yeah. I saw a post the other day about how many blonde people there are in Supernatural. I thought you were going to make how many blondes it take to screw in a light bulb or something. Okay. I'm very mature, unlike someone in this room. Um, so I think there's something that we have to tell the people. Oh. Is that all I can think about right now is turning this off and watching Daisy of Love. <laughs> I know. We started watching it because of Q, Brian Quinn from Telling Steve Dave. Steve Dave. It's on Hulu. Daisy of Love. Episode 5 is insane. Yeah, it's odd. It's all insane. It's thing. great, but we're gonna we're recording this because this is our job. <laughs> yeah. This is our hobby job that our doesn't pay job. any money. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna focus. I'm focused. Let's find out what what just happened. Let's go. Well, Jombie. Yes. We've learned a lot. Have we? First of all, Dad's not there. Well, yeah. That's not learning anything new. He's okay. never there. He's never there. Because Dean and Sam got a mysterious text message from an unknown number, just with coordinates, so they decided to go to them. And it's to the Roosevelt Hospital for the Insane. Yeah. Well, they got the coordinates, and they looked it up, and they had seen there was some weird stuff happening. Which, and also, in yes. their dad's little notebook of scariness, yeah. listed that asylum is a place of interest it's a quite interesting notebook which i have a copy of that you got me for my birthday yep. it's yeah. not the real one it's, it's not, not the his. real one because that's also that one is written in like code and this one's written in english i hope so anyway i hope so too uh so it so basically they went to the asylum couldn't find any ghosts but it's where a bunch of lobotomies happened and stuff dean makes a one flew over the cuckoo's nest reference but sam is too grumpy to accept Sam tries to talk about his ESP. Dean ignores it. Sam tries to talk about how they should be looking for dad. Dean ignores it and says, We can't. We got to follow dad's orders. Yeah, of course. Yes. So, grumpopotamuses all around. <laughs> you know, that'd be a great way to write a book is to just write it and say it's in code. 
Yeah. And you would never have to even come up with a story or make any sense. Just write nonsense in a book and say it's in code. I think that's called James Joyce's Ulysses. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Some people are going to get that joke and they're going to laugh and laugh. Not I. Well, once you've been in college a few more years, you'll get that I, joke. I, no, I don't. It's kind of, it, it's a book that famously makes no sense. Okay. There's music like that, too. Ooh, Frank like, Conk Conk. Like that? No, like, uh, I am the walrus. I am the walrus. Cuckoo, choo. Yeah. Well, let's get, oh, and now, uh, so Dr. <laughs> Ellicott was the name of the mad scientist, and now, uh, who is now dead, and they found his son, Sam, has gone to therapy. Okay, and so he's continuing the fad, the family business of mad scientry? I don't know. We'll find out. Let's go. <laughs> oh, no. Gavin kissed a dead girl. Is it a dead girl or was it a... A ghost. Or a demon? Or Something. A... So Sam in his therapy session yeah. found out with Mr. Ellicott, uh, Dr. Ellicott, the son of the... Dr. Ellicott. Dr. Ellicott, the warden of the insane asylum which housed the criminally insane. There was a riot in which a lot of people got torn up and cut up and stuff like that. And his body was never found. That's scary. Whoa. And so Sam and Dean are like, okay, they're trying to figure out what's causing the deaths and the killings and stuff. Meanwhile, a dude and his little girlfriend have broken in to the uh, insane asylum. And he decides to go check out the South Ward by himself. Yeah, as you would. And she comes up. He and he enters the same room that creepy cop was in, and then she comes up to him, or at least a blonde woman comes up to him. A blonde something. Shuffling around like a zombie, and he starts making out with her, and he hears, "Gavin, I want to go home," and he's like, "Whoa!" And it was a demon dead thing. Yeah, very Scooby Doo. Demon ghost. Style. Who knows? Very Scooby Doo style. Scooby Dooby Doo. Let's go. Sam and Dean have split up. Yeah, that's what you always do in an asylum. Exactly. So Dean, at least he had the pretty blonde lady. Yeah, for a second. But this is another blonde lady, by the way. Again, I, I just read a thing about how Supernatural has so many blonde, blonde people. But now that I'm rewatching it and I live in the land of blonde people, it seems like a normal amount of blonde people. Yeah, blonde people are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, except like everywhere else in the world. And Sweden. And Sweden. But yeah, like I go to Walmart and it's like I'm the weirdo that has brown hair. Well, yeah, and get looks because well, this I'm is amazing. very Scandinavian up here. There's yeah, a lot and so of... I guess. But anyway, the blonde lady um, that Dean has has been helping. She's been seeing weird stuff, and she just got pulled into a bad place. It might be a good place. Might be a good place. And so Sam has wandered off and found the other guy. Yep. And the other dude, Gavin, Gavin was like, I was assaulted because he got kissed. That's a very 2000s name. Gavin. You don't see too many Gavins. Hello, Gavin. Yeah, just Gavin Rossdale. Who's that? Lead singer Bush. Bush? He used to be married to Gwen Stefani. You know the, what the other word for Bush is? Muffin? <laughs> oh, you're silly. Anyway, uh, so Gavin is upset about having been kissed by someone, but they've established, like, Sam's really establishing that the ghosts don't seem to want to hurt anybody. They're, no. Except for the creepy kissing. Yeah. Um, but he's scarred for life. He's scarred for life. Um, but, I mean, you would think it'd be everything else, but it was, I mean, for me, it wouldn't be the kissing as much as, like, the 
horrible bleeding from the face. I thought the tongue would be the hardest part. The rotten tongue? Yeah. Yuck. Anyway, let's make make out. I mean, no, let's, uh, let's watch the show, huh? All right. Screw you guys. Well, John yeah. made Loki move so that he could find the remote so that uh, we could pause. We were having some good cuddles. Yeah, now he's mad. Now he's mad. Okay, so we've gone quite a bit. Yeah, it was a little bit. We've learned a lot. Yep. The ghosts are trying to help us. Some of them. Sam gets a call from what he thinks is Dean and goes into the basement. It was so obviously not Dean, though. Yes. This is not the last time that this happens in the show. I believe it. Yeah. And so then uh, Dean, meanwhile, is learning about, has stayed and kind of learned about the bad guy through the notes that he found. Yes. Like the doctor, he found the doctor's secret notes. And it's all about lobotomies. All about the torturing of patients. And Sam, of course, goes into the basement, goes into the room that mysteriously opens in the basement, and it's the torture room. Yeah. The doctor's fun house. And the doctor grabs him by the face, and he's like, I'm going to cure you. Yeah. Like that? Like a crazy doctor would. Like a crazy doctor would. And Sam, of course, then tries to kill Dean by shooting him with rock salt. Yeah, because Dean got... Or Sam was possessed when the doctor, like, and his, manhandled his face. And the blood is manhandling. And the blood is coming out of his nose, and that indicates he's not right. Yeah, you on Supernatural, if you get possessed, you either get crazy eyes or a bloody nose. Exactly. All right, let's keep going. Oh, no, it's her dad. Well, you kind of just jumped to the end there, didn't you? Okay, let's start where we left off. Where do we leave off? Sam has <laughs> just been knocked out by Dean. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because he's possessed. He's possessed. So Dean, of course, finds a creepy body. Yep. And it gets attacked by the ghost, and who's, like, electrocuting his face. I thought the special effects were pretty good. Yeah, they're actually not bad on this, especially for a season one TV show budget on the CW. Yeah, in 2005. Yeah. <laughs> um, no music. Not that no you could music. Hear. Yeah, this is... Like two episodes in a row where there's been nothing. I'm wondering if they like their music budget was like, whoa, we went a little crazy on the yeah. first five or six episodes. I, or, you know, it could also just be the direction. You know, we didn't have a lot of, of stuff in the car or in C2 things. So, like, the music is usually when they're entering or exiting something in the car. Yeah, well, then they usually do it in the middle too. Like, if they're entering a building or yeah. if there's something fast paced. Yeah, but in this case, they just went into an abandoned asylum all day. Yeah. And all night. Yeah. They, and then, yeah. They could have used some creepy music, though. But what do you think about the episode? It was pretty good. Yeah, compared to the last couple? Yeah. Is it better well, than Bugs? Probably. Well, Home, of course, is pretty good. I so, like Bugs because Stuart was in it. Stuart. Um, so, I mean, Hookman and Bugs, I think, were the weakest so far. What I was thinking today would be... Sorry. What I was thinking today that would be really fun would be if we started ranking episodes... And what we can do at the end of the season is rank the episodes in the season. Okay. And then as we go on in the, like, in the different, in all 15 seasons, we might have, like, a top episode from each season and why. And then as, like, a final hurrah, we'll do, like, a big review at the end of all the different top ranked episodes. And okay. how they go together and how they compare. And then have, like, the best episode ever in the all 15 seasons. The Grand Champion episode of Supernatural. Yeah. 
It was the heat of the moment. You guys know which episode I'm talking about telling me what you wanted. It's the heat of the moment, John. Yeah, that's Asia. That's who does that song. I know. So, (laughs) episode 11 is great. Good. And it's one that we... I remember watching this one with you. Okay. I don't know if you remember. It's called Scarecrow. I don't remember, but he looks like... There's a picture in the DVD case of the Scarecrow, and he looks like he's from Jeepers Creepers. Yep, he does. But did Jeepers Creepers come out before 2006? Uh, I Jeepers would say yes. Creepers. I mean, there's. But I, I can think. Look it up. I think Jeepers Creepers isn't it a remake of an old timey one? because uh, I know there was an early two thousands. Two thousand one was All the right. original. Jeepers Creep. I feel like in two thousand one to two thousand three, I watched a lot of horror movies that pissed me off because. It was like everyone made it all the way to the end and then died anyway. And it just like, oh. and Jeepers Creepers had that ending where the guy gets like, is dead in the end too. It just bugs me. The only movie that ever pissed me off horror wise was The Mist. Yeah. That so, ending is infuriating. So I've been reading um, Night Shift, which is the new Stephen, it was the, my most recent Stephen King book that's been on the list of things to read. And. It is so... I mean, I thought reading Salem's Lot was scary or or The Shining or The Stand. But I got to tell you, reading his short stories is hard because it's like, usually this size book I'm done with in an afternoon. But it is so hard to read more than three Stephen King short stories in a sitting for me because it's like... Like, I get through, I get through like three really intense stories and the next one's Children of the Corn, which... I know all about that because I've seen the movies, but I'm not emotionally prepared to see what kind of insanity originated yeah. all of the Children of the Corn. His short stories are dense and intense. Like Lawnmower Man was rhymes. so crazy. <laughs> yeah, completely 100, de- 100 degree different from the movie. It's like so weird. The movie has nothing to do with the book. No, but it's just totally, I mean, it's a great title and super spooky. Yeah, it's just a guy who loves to roll around naked and grass clippings. And he follows the great god Pan. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think is fantastic. Uh, but in any case, though, it is just a wild... Like, I will say that's interesting to me is the autonomous vehicle. So there's, like, maximum overdrive, which uh, is just called, called trucks. Yeah, it's called trucks. Um, and so, but there's also the lawnmower that's controlled by a spirit well, of some Stephen kind. King, I mean, there's Christine. Yeah. Which is a whole book. I haven't read it yet, but I think from a from a Buick 8 is. Okay. Is uh, similar as well. It's like a lot of like a lot of machines that we're supposed to use to make our lives easier. And then, ironically, he got hit by a, tr- a van. Yeah, by a drunk driver <laughs> in real life. But it, I mean, you know, things happen. So we're watching episode eleven, Scarecrow, teleplay by John Shibon, Shibon, story by Patrick Sean Smith, and directed by Kim Manners again. Kim Manners did Dead in the Water. How come all the directors sound like they have made-up names? I wonder if that's why you this one's so Nutter good. Nutter and Hatem and Manners. Yeah. And then the executive producer is Mick G, which I know is a made-up name. <laughs> and Guy uh, B. Well, what's really great is when they start naming characters after amalgams of like producers and directors' names. Uh, like Bobby Singer. Okay. We'll find about him next season. Is it this season? It's next season. So, Scarecrow. Oh, by the way, Kim Manners has directed a few of them already. So, 
He directed yeah. episode three, Dead in the Water. Whenever ever, uh, you mention Kim Manners, yeah. I think Kim Possible. Yes, me too. I think about that too. So maybe Kim Possible. No, Kim Manners did um, Dead in the Water. He also did Bugs. So really good one. Not so good one. But now he does Scarecrow, which was awesome. So if it only had a brain, well, maybe it has. Ooh. A malevolent Scarecrow could be why strangers to Burkittsville, Indiana... Don't get out of town alive. That's not how they say Burkittsville. I think I saw that sign when we were driving. Oh, yeah? Through the entirety of oh Indiana. Oh, my gosh. We should have taken a picture. That would be cool. So, anyway, Malevolent Scarecrow is what we're going to deal with. And I got to tell you what. They've been planting seeds for some drama. Oh, drama. There's some boy drama. Oh, yeah. There's been some drama where they're like, ooh. You don't like this that I did. You don't like that I followed dad, and you don't like that I have powers and stuff. Yep. Apparently, Burkittsville has a horror house? A Headhunter's Horror House. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we drove by. I saw the sign. Oh, cool. Because we came up this way. It would have been yeah. through that intersection. Yeah, remember. through Indianapolis. The Fall Creek Massacre happened there. Oh, my gosh. I don't time. know what that is, and I don't, I don't know why I just pretended. So that was The Last of Us finally finished downloading, but I wonder if it wasn't downloading while we watched no, it. No, it was downloading. Really? It's just massive. Oh, really? Because, like, Witcher 3 downloaded, like, immediately. Well, they, they go one at a time. Oh. Uh, <coughs> okay. So I think that this was a great episode. I think it's one of the best that we've done. We should yeah. probably get some sponsors. I think we should, too. I think I just have to call them out. Olive and June... Please sponsor us. I love you. I have the pumpkin spice latte manicure. Um, I got a surprise package from my sister-in-law, Chucky. She sent it for my birthday, and I love it, and it's beautiful, and I'm shoving it in John's face. Yesterday, we I painted it while watching uh, Daisy of Love. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that. Daisy I know, and we guess what we're going to do right after we're done recording? Um, oh, I guess I need a couple guesses. Okay. Daisy of Love? Yeah. Well, John, where are you going? Uh, I was just checking out something. Okay, we're gonna. We just have two things left to do. Um, husband picks the music, and the wife does the research. Goodbye. Hi there, Trish here. John and I are so glad you've decided to listen to this episode. To contact us. Please email up to and including death at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials, up to and ID at just about everywhere Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's up to and ID, and that too is the number two. If you have a moment, it'd be great if you can review us on iTunes as long as it's five stars. <laughs> Thank you to Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middle of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice is a rock mix by Stephen, Stephen Kartenberg, copyright 2017, licensed under a Creative Commons attribution share alike 3.0 license thank you goodbye